Welcome to another episode of the Dog Bone Podcast. Today we're talking about how we develop patience within our dogs and create calm, quiet, steady, patient little dogs. We are also going to be touching on the importance of you being the leader of the dog and not the dog being the leader of you. We hope you enjoy it. I'm a lab guy, I've got lots of labs, train a lot of labs, um, and retrievers in general, but I just, that Malinois was with us for a month and I just don't think at all that it matters what breed they are. I think they all respond, uh, every dog I've seen and work with, they all respond very, very similar. <clears throat> I think what's important is us on the other end. And so when we were last week or two weeks ago when it was, it was timing. I felt like if you had, if, if as your timing got better, the dog responded better, and the dog did what we wanted better. And I, th I think it helped the dog understand. I think sometimes they just don't understand what we want. I think most of the time they don't understand what we want. And when we, when they do understand, typically they do it. It's when they don't understand that they do whatever they're going to do and we get either frustrated or give up. Um, so, but heal, I'm a big believer in heal. I just think everything is built around heal. Um, I think you have to get perfect at heal first. So I want ultimately dogs to be able to do stuff at distances. I want them to be able to, um, behave just like these two are, all three of them right now. I want them to be able to do this without me having to have control. So like when they get excited and they want to move, I don't want them to, me to be wrestling with them. So, but it has to get perfect here first, next to you. And it has to become a real habit. And it has to become something that it really is ultimately having control. Ben and I just filmed this morning before we came up here. I'm working with a dog right now on hand signals, a little a yellow lab. And one of the things that I think people have, I've gotten comments and messages and stuff with some of the questions of, well, how do you get her to do this? How do you get her to do this? Some people are jumping into the series late. We're 30 days into it right now. So some people are watching like number 26 and they're going, this is where I should start. Well, if you go back to day one, you'll see we were nowhere near day 26 on day one. But what we did have on day one was no issues with control. And, and she's too, she's too, gonna be two and a half. So years old. So literally, it, it took a long it took us a long time with her to get the foundation strong enough to even think about doing the stuff that we're doing right now so it really where did it start way back and i've got a puppy now i've got a um she's about 15 weeks i think 15 or 16 weeks old little puppy that is gonna do hand signals just like this dog, but not for another year. Like it's, it's a way, we're a ways out from it. But in order to do the hand signals, all this control part has to be there and, and that's what we're building now. I don't think the age matters. I mean, you can see like, this this is interesting because it's just very cultural. Like it's, it's their environment. One starts, the other one joins in, the other one joins in. 
We see that all the time. They're pack, they're pack dogs. One starts up and influences the next to, it's a snowball. And so I think that that can happen with the wrong behavior. It can also happen with the right behavior. I had the little puppy out. Um, I had her out last week and I had the 20 week old Malinois on lead because I had control. And then the other dogs I, are my dogs and, and one of the dogs that we're training, that yellow dog. And so they're real controlled. So I just told them, I, I finally, I realized, I was, just, I was just taking them out in the morning, just walking them, and I realized how quickly things kind of spun out of control. Like, the little puppy was wrestling. My, the little Malinois wanted to wrestle. Um, my older dogs kind of fed into it a little bit, started acting a little bit like puppies and playing around and kind of, kind of feeding off of this little puppy's lack of control. And so I let it get further than I wanted it to probably before I saw it and recognized it and I said, that's enough. And so I got my older dogs first to sit down and just ignore the puppy. And then I got, then, the, then all of a sudden the one on the leash kind of responded the same way. Heard my tone change, heard my, felt my attitude change. And it, it just, all of a sudden I said, we're gonna have control here. Just like you guys just did. And now everybody, everybody settles down. Well, all we need is one thing to set one of them off and the, the other one and then the other one and the other one. <clears throat> but I just really believe that what's going on around them will influence them, good or bad. So <clears throat> you turned and walked away, you kind of separated. It's, there's nothing wrong with that. It's a good idea. Sometimes dogs need a change and almost like a reset button. Um, it it kind of, <clears throat> kind of depends on the ability for them to focus. Young dog, the younger dogs, they lose that focus pretty quick, and they get bored. And so, I think part of it too is as owners, and you, you guys are in a little bit different spot because these dogs go home and then they come back and then they go home and then they come back and unless there's consistency between home and here whatever you work on here goes home and gets washed away potentially whatever they're working on there comes here gets washed away and maybe they're not even working on it maybe it's the bad maybe it's the bad habits that are at home come here and we're trying to wash them away so but consistency is just real important so this dog's this dog gets antsy after a minute or two and so one of the things I would work on with that dog that would be on my list of things is start building that dog's endurance to do nothing. You know, you think of endurance and you think like running and get in shape or get, you know, push activity. Sometimes their activity needs to be sit still and be okay with it. Um, I'm doing that with the puppy right now. Just nothing building the ability to do nothing. Because most of the time we're not active. When you're at home, like you have a dog that's antsy or like whatever, do you, what do you do to just help them do nothing? Just stand. Yeah. Just what you're doing. So um, if I'm training, like if it's an actual session that I'm doing, if I'm just with the puppy, because I work the puppy by herself quite often. I, I, the, she can't focus on anything if there's another dog there. So if it's just the puppy, I just stand there. Sometimes I read an email. 
I mean, sometimes I, 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 I don't like using, I don't like getting the phone involved too much um, because I do think the dog realizes you're not focused on them and I think you gotta be focused on them. But there'll be times where I get the dog to sit, the dog looks up at me, I say, good. We stand there, I pull out my phone, I check an email, I might even respond, I might text somebody that is waiting, I'm waiting to text back. I put the phone back, I might wait just a little bit, and then we move on because I want to move on before they do that, before they, so, so it's a balance of figuring out what is their attention span and then changing things up before you lose, lose them, but not changing it up because they're getting antsy because you're just feeding that habit.